You're now tuned in to another transmission of Randomness Captured Alive. It just seems like we can't escape this this topic uh, right now anyway. Um, the corona. It's on everybody's mind. It's disturbed everyone's life. It doesn't seem to be going away. Um... I, I sat down with my buddy Brad again. Uh, he had a few more things he wanted to get off his chest. I cut this up into two parts. Um, I'm going to put both parts on one episode. One transmission. Um, so, really not much else. What, what more can I say? I mean... Technically, this is uh, the middle of March that I'm recording this. Not sure uh, when it's going to be uh, in your in your ears. <laughs> um, I just can't, I can't wait to start publishing what I got because I'm just waiting to be verified on all the platforms before I actually start putting episodes up that way. However people listen to podcasts, they'll be able to listen to it one way or another. But just to give you some type of reference, uh, middle of March, this was definitely recorded early, in the early stages of the pandemic. By the time this goes up, who knows what will happen. I, I will say that I have a scheduled time for it to be published, so even if we all die, it'll still go out there and and people who survive in the future, you should still be able to listen to this and hear this, but I'm just getting so, getting so tired of it, but it seems to be what everybody wants to talk about as of this point, and uh, especially since it's starting to affect people's jobs. I've got two jobs, both of them's in jeopardy. By the time this gets published, I may be sitting at home on unemployment. Who knows? Here's the first part of the discussion I had with Brad the other day. Enjoy. to welcome our good buddy Richard Holland, a.k.a. Brad, back to the podcast. Hello, Brad. Yeah, about to roll another cigarette. Lord knows I need to quit. That's just about it. Deals. All right, I'm glad you come back on. I asked you to come back on because I wanted you to tell uh, this specific story that I've heard you tell a few times. About a dream you had. Now, which dream are you talking about exactly? Well, it's uh, there. There's two dreams in particular I've heard you talk about. I guess, I guess you could talk about the dream you had about uh, at your grandpa's first, 
and then tell about the other dream and how they how they could possibly you know play off each other. Well, let's see. My football passed away on December the let's see fifteenth, I think. I, I, the, the day slips my mind, but probably about two or three weeks before that. Now this was twenty thirteen. I I know we passed away. I know they they. I think that that he died on the fifteenth, and they buried him on the seventeenth of two thousand thirteen. But this was about probably three weeks or something before he came home and and ended up dying. I was asleep in his bed because I was watching his house, and I dreamed that. Um, <clears throat> now this this was while he was still in the hospital, from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I dreamed that I was down the road, you know, on this holler. And I looked over on a hill, and I seen something, seen something. And then when my eyes finally fixed on it, it was Jesus. And he knelt down. Then all of a sudden, it's like this big light opened up in the sky. And there was like this stairway. These stars, it's like big, long stairway. And I was standing there watching as Roman soldiers, descended this stairway but before they stepped off the final step onto the earth they disappeared and to this day I think that was God trying to prepare me that uh, something was going to happen that I was going to be fighting a battle and w- with my emotions and my heart and all that because of uh, my papa was going to pass away soon that's what I feel anyway I could see why you think that. But, I mean, it's odd for me to have dreams like that. I mean, I've had had weird dreams before, but it's very rare that I have a dream that has something to do with God, with Jesus or something in it. Yeah. So that... Do you, dream, do you dream a lot? Yeah, but most of my dreams I can't remember. But some real vivid ones, while details might change, I still can remember. That one, to the best of my knowledge, was the same exact way that it happened. And I was kind of scared at the time when I was having that dream, you know, because I didn't know what it meant. And I still really don't know what it means. But you took it as a sign at the time. Yeah, at the sign. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. Now... Now, if you shift gears here for a second and tell about the more recent dream you've had. Well, let's see. Trump was elected president in what, 2018? 2016. Well, 2016, uh, about probably three or four nights before the election, I had this weird dream, and I seen death and seen fire and war and all this stuff. And I woke up and, and and that was like the scariest dream I'd ever had. And I just don't know to this day if it was God trying to warn me that, that uh, all this coronavirus stuff was coming and to try to prepare me and to tell me to prepare my soul and tell me to try to prepare other people's souls 
or what, but I mean, this has really changed me. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that this is not me. They just, they, they would never hear me talking like this, in other words. Yeah, I have to say it is definitely out of your character, but like I told you before, like I've told you before, um, I've always known you were a good guy. You just like to bullshit a lot. Yeah, but now's time to set as much of that aside as possible. Because people, I'm telling you, we're living in a bad, 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 bad time right now. And if we do not do something to stop this curb, more and more people is going to die. Stay home. Stay home. Unless you have to be out, stay home. I know I'm telling you this and, and stuff, and I have to go face it every once in a while. But stay home. This ain't worth dying over, people. This ain't worth... worth uh, Worth it. If you can prevent it, try. Don't, like I've said in the previous podcast of Mug, I believe now that an ounce of faith is worth a pound of regret. So, the going back to the dream you had before your grandpa came home and passed away. Yeah. You took that dream as a sign... And the sign played out in a way. Yeah. You you interpreted that dream as God preparing you for your grandfather's death. That's how I took it. Some people thought that I was crazy. But I've never, to my knowledge, that I can ever remember dreaming about seeing Jesus. And... The thing about it is, is it was white Jesus, like everybody says. But, or or that's, if I can remember correctly, I cannot remember like every detail of it, but I do remember that he was, that he had on his white robe and it seems like he had like a red thing. I don't know what you'd call it on, on it too, you know. And, uh, but that's the only time I remember dreaming about about Jesus himself. But now, in the, the dream I had before Trump was elected president, Jesus wasn't in this dream. There was, God was not in this dream. All I seen was, like I said, I seen like war, I seen uh, fire, and I seen death. But I'm just wondering if God made me dream that, to tell me that, yeah, this pandemic was coming and that I needed to prepare as best as I could. But the thing is, with dreams, they're hard to interpret. Now, with war, I, I figured, well, nuclear war, you know, that we was going to get nuked. That Trump was going to run his mouth and we was going to get nuked. Oh. Which could very well still happen. And with uh, the death... I could not see how people were dying. I just know they were dying. So that could have been casualties of a war on American soil. That could have been anything. And the fire was like people's houses were like set aflame. Buildings, uh, like the like the White House was on fire. And, and just like, it was scary. It was really scary. I woke up in a cold sweat. It scared me that bad. Now, 
we need to say the more significant part about these dreams are that you told me you normally don't remember your dreams. Normally don't remember them, remember them as vivid as I remember those two. You got to think these have been years ago. And they, they're still in my head, and I remember them just like I dreamed them last night. Yeah. Well, um, that is that is something I've heard you tell in the past few years. And I just wanted you to come on here and share that with everybody. Uh, is there any other dreams that you can remember that you want to share? No, can't really remember no other dreams, and I just want to get this out there in case something happens to me, you know. That way maybe somebody mm-hmm. will hear it and, and, and uh, be like, yeah, if he can change, maybe I can change. That's a good message to to get across. Um, why don't you speak about that for a little bit? Um, what about What about exactly? About... What talk talk about why you're ch- trying to change or why you have changed? Well, this this pan pandemic we're going through, this coronavirus, it can easily kill anybody. We all don't. We all might survive it, uh, like me and you. We might be talking here here years from now on this podcast. Then again, it may take one of us out. But the thing about it is, is you just got to have faith. You got to have faith in God. I'm I'm putting all my faith in God, trying my best to straighten up. I, I, I Like I, I'm too old to worry about things, things that ain't going to matter later. It's like I put all my money and, and time and like television and DVDs and stuff trying to you know, form my own reality. But now the true reality is so scary that people need to wisen up and realize the Bible says life's like a vapor. Means that, well, everybody knows what a vapor is. It's just, you you hear one minute, you go on the next. Now, I am not going to sit here and say, I'm not afraid of dying because I am. But the but the thing about dying that I'm afraid of is the unknown is what I'm afraid of the unknown. If dying if dying was just the lights go out and it's over with, that would be different. Well, let me uh let me stop you real quick. Your your mic's covered up somehow or something. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good now. Uh. Could be the headset screwing up. I hope not. But where did you uh, lose me at? No, you're good. Just keep going. Anyway, I got to thinking, if these dreams mean anything, then maybe that was God telling me, telling me, Brad, it's time to wake up. You, you've lived in this alternate reality. It's time to wake up. Stuff is getting serious. When you're afraid, when that fear overtakes you like it does me, I could very easily crack. I mean, seriously. It, it, God is what's keeping me together right now, I believe. I could so easily crack. I have lost enjoyment in everything I once once had enjoyment in. 
You said uh, you haven't even been watching many movies here lately. No, most of most of the time, uh, my TV has been on like a old show called The Real McCoys, or I put it on Tosh Point O or Sixties music, you know, to try to calm myself down. And then here lately, I've just been praying, praying for everybody, praying for God to step in. And help everybody and show everybody that that he's still here, that he that that he's never left and that he's he's not forsaken all of us and that that he can stop this virus. The good Lord can move mountains. So it's just a matter of time, I think, where the good Lord steps in and helps. I've been praying so hard that he will. I've been praying so hard he'll protect everybody. I ain't just saying, hey, protect uh, Mug, for example. I'm saying, Lord, protect Mug and like his family and and his woman and all that. And then, then when I finish it all out, I'm saying, just protect everybody, Lord. If he can move mountains, he can surely tell this virus where to go. That's the way I see it. Well, that's we all appreciate that, Brad. And I believe the people that are listening to this and hearing you speak that know you best are going to be the ones most surprised. And I mean, like like I've said, I've said it to you, it's a shame it took something like this to turn me back to God. But in times of need, you can run to God. Now, a lot of people like to think maybe God don't exist. You know, I used to think the same thing. But I think the reason that I'm still here right now is because of God. Because as easy as this new virus is to contract, it could very well, once it gets back in these hills, which I think it's already here, I hate to, I hate to break everybody's little heart and make, let, make them think that it's not already back in this part of Kentucky. But if it's, if it's traveling like they say it is, social distancing is the best way to do it. And I said from the get-go, I told told my neighbor, I said, if it's airborne, we screwed anyway. Well, as of as of today, I don't think they're saying it's airborne. Now, that could change, but I, I don't think it will be. I think they would have already determined that. Now, if you want to, we can talk about my conspiracy theories on that. I... I'm just glad you came on today to talk with us. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, my conspiracy theories at the start on that was that that China made this and unleashed it. They made it and unleashed it because they were trying to get the protesters off the street. But the thing about it is, is that they didn't understand that if they set it loose, where they did that it would do what it's doing which we've been we've been uh, well for a better word assholes to China the whole uh, the whole time the United States has been here and right now is when we all need to put all political differences aside and we need to work together as a complete world unit so that we can curb this and we need to try to save as much of humanity as we can. 
Well, now, you know, we were talking about that earlier off the mic, and I'll just go ahead and remind you again, that is a good sentiment right there that you had. Now, it would be great if everybody pulled together and got through this together. Unfortunately, I don't even think we can pull together as a country to get through it. First of all, the the disease of greed and corruption runs deep in this country. I think it's I think it's already too far in. I don't think there's no turning back. There's there's too many greedy people, Brad. But they are still good people in the world. Yeah, they are, but the good people aren't the ones in charge right now. No, sadly, sadly they're not. But I have faith and trust in God that God will help these people that are trying to find some way to get rid of this and to control the spread of it. The best thing we can do is social distancing. If you have to go out, stay within six feet of people. Best bet is if you can, just stay home. Just stay home. That's the best thing that you can do right now. It's a that's uh that's what it's coming to. Uh, it's it's sad that that they had to shut parts of cities down in order to get people to stay home because people just don't want to listen. And now let's talk about that. You had people that wasn't listening to the warnings. And they were still going out, still doing their thing, going to the restaurants, going to the bars, going to the theaters. Now, why do you think that is? Do you think that's got anything to do with some of our leadership right now playing it off as uh, something that's not, they're not taking it serious? So why would the followers take it serious? Well, I think part of it may be the leadership, but I think part of it is that certain people like to fight authority and they don't want to be told what to do because America is supposed to be the land of the free and uh, they don't want to be told what to do. But in a situation like this, they need to listen. It's like they, they some people are still playing it off as a joke. They're like the flu kills like so and so many and all this, but and they never close places down for the flu, but the thing is, this is ten times deadlier than the flu. Now, granted, it's mostly killing older people, which I have a theory on that too. But um, what's your theory on that? Well, my theory on that is uh, basically a conspiracy theory. You you got to think you got homeless people on the street, you got old people. So, in order to thin out numbers, they would target older people. And the reason why it would be, if it was something that was set out by China, is because they're overpopulated. So, it, it, it was mostly killing old people, but there were some young people died too. And here's, here's the thing about it that i seen, what makes it even scarier. They say that, that uh, if you're 65 or older, you have a more likelihood of dying from it. They say if you have underlying health conditions, 
you're more that you you may die from it. But what they're not saying is that even if you're in perfect health, you may die from it. Because there was a guy that was a non-smoker and everything, and he was battling for his life, and he was young. So that's what makes it scary. I've, well, that's some, that's something that I've said all along. I don't think we know half of it. The half half of the story, I don't think we know. But all I know uh, know is what I've read, and like I like I've said before, I don't know if I said it on your podcast or whatever, but I know I said it a lot on my old one, Raven Television Addict, that uh, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. You can't believe everything you see. The news media is going to panic you. The best thing to do is not to panic. I know it's hard because I have extreme anxiety and stress right now. I am trying my best to just let this blow over. And granted, I do live in a holler. I'm secluded away from people. So I can go out here in my yard. I can walk around if I want to. And I can go see the neighbor or something. Because if, if if I get it, then the neighbor's done and got it, or vice versa, you know. Yeah. So it's still a small group. There's just three of us. So so uh, we have a small group, and that's the way it should be. They, they are saying now uh, no gatherings of 10 or more, which I think is a good idea. Now, I am not a scientist. I am not and whatsoever know in the know about this. Only thing I know is that you've got to think uh, certain scenarios. Okay, in Italy, they have a have a very poor healthcare system from what I've read and heard. Now, I don't know if that's true. And that's why so many people are dying over there because they didn't isolate quicker. And you got to think the death toll in in America so far is seventy one, and how many millions of people is supposed to be in America or billions? I think it's three hundred and some million, right? I think. Well, anyway, you got to think seventy one is a small percentage of deaths so far, but that death toll is going to rise unless people start listening. You got to thank everybody. That's the thing. It's it's like a horror movie. I swear it is. It's like a horror movie. It's like a nightmare you can't wake up from because you got to think. Like in the thing, for example. Yeah, I'm going to bring in some movie stuff in this and some movie scenarios, like the thing, for example. They all was in that. They was all isolated in that Antarctic base. Nobody knew who the thing was. So that's the same thing. You go around people, you don't know who's carrying. Okay, another scenario, the happening. If it's airborne, who knows what's going to happen? In the, in the happening, it was airborne. It made people go crazy, and it made them kill themselves or kill others. And before this is said and done, if people do not quit panicking, that's what's going to happen here. People are going to be killing each other for toilet paper. And that's sad. It's real sad. Oh, 
Yeah, I'm. You know that is that is a a very likely possibility if people don't straighten the fuck up. I mean, people. I can understand if you're scared. I can understand if you're panicked. I'm scared. I'm panicked. I'm sitting right back here in, in my little chaise lounge or chase, as they call it, and my foot's going a mile a minute. I'm nervous as nervous as all can be. But the thing is, you 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 can't. Like my daddy said, something's going to kill us one day anyway. We don't know when that day is. We just got to try to prepare ourselves for it. Nobody wants to think of dying. Nobody. Death is my biggest fear. Death has always been my biggest fear. Until the day I die, death will be my biggest fear, no matter what. If we come through this with flying colors and, and, and we rebuild, and society goes back to somewhat of a norm. It's still going to be in the back of our minds for years to come, probably till the day we die. Is something else like this going to happen? All right, Brad. Um, going to take. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. Can you stay and talk? Yeah. Somewhere? We're going. We're going to take a little break. We're going to go get get a drink of water, restroom break. We'll be right back, folks. So you heard the first part of that little chat I had with Brad again. Um, we, me and Brad have a lot of chats, but very few of them get recorded. Um, as you could tell right there, he was still, like we all are, kind of worked up a little bit over the, the current situation of the world. And um, I had forgot about the dream part which was basically a majority of the segment there, but we might do, I might do a whole other transmission on dreams, you know. Dreams have have been something that, that always fascinated me uh, as far back as I can remember, so uh, I'll save that for another time. Now, what I tried to do here was, for this second part of the chat I was having with Brad, I tried to change it and make it be more lighthearted. You'll even hear me ask him a couple questions about TV shows and stuff that I just know he likes and stuff that he knows a lot about. And you could tell that he 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 talked about it. He might have talked about it a little bit, said a couple things about each thing I'd bring up, but then he would always shift back, you know, to the coronavirus and he that's just that's where everybody's head's at right now i guess it's it's probably a bad time to start up a podcast because all anybody wants to talk about is what's happening in the world but um you know we'll we will get through this brad brad's worried um probably more than most right now but we're all worried and Brad's probably just more vocal about it so um, here's the the second part of our chat enjoy all right we are back let's try let's uh let's 
let's shift gears here, Brad. Let's talk about let's let's go to something. Uh, let's go to something a little more uplifting. What do you say? Yeah, let's try to do that. All right, let's um, let's talk about some movies. Yeah, we can do that. Or or movies or TV. And I actually, what well, you said you'd been watching the real McCoy. Yeah, the real McCoys. Yeah, the real McCoys. Why don't Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Well, basically, the real McCoys was like a show that come out around the time that Beverly Hillbillies come out, and it's basically got about an identical plot. It's about a family from Virginia, as uh, Grandpappy Amos says, and they inherited a place in California, so they moved there, and it's a uh, it's a uh, Luke and his wife Kate and little Luke. And the reason these two Lukes is because when little Luke was born, they plum forgot that, that big Luke had already been born. So basically that's what it is. It's about about people from Virginia or Virginia or whatever, he calls it Virginia. Uh trying to trying to live a hillbilly life in in the like uh California. And there's uh a guy named Pepino who worked on the on the farm, and when they inherited, they inherited it. They decided to keep him on, and it, then in one episode, he actually gets his citizenship, and he changes his last name to McCoy and becomes a McCoy. That's about all I know know to tell you about it. You just have to check well, it out. It's on Tubi. Okay, that, I was gonna I was gonna ask how can we watch it, and we can watch it on Tubi right now. Tubi. That the Tubi app, yeah. All right. Well, now you know me, and I know you. We know we like the older stuff. Yeah. Probably the older, the better. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about how you became to like some of the older stuff, because I know you like Andy. And I know you like um, what's some of the the other stuff? Sanford, Sanford and Son, Good Times, Sam, yeah, Bewitched. So, is it is it for me? It was I watched it growing up. That was the same way for me, but also it's just that the TV back then it was like more wholesome. You didn't have to have uh, boobs or people cussing for an interesting show. Even though Sanford Sanford did get kindly, kindly foul a little bit with his language back in the day, but you won't see it on TV land. And uh, it's just, I don't know, Andy, it's just like an escape. It's just like, like right now, I wish I was in Mayberry sitting, sitting outside Floyd's Barbershop whittling an escape them folks uh them folks in mayberry sure as fuck didn't have to worry about no coronavirus did they no i tell you one thing if 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 uh we was back in them times and the virus broke out i bet that the local local store wouldn't have no toilet paper for sure <laughs> um you're you're a real big fan of um 
80s cartoons, specifically sat, uh, what they call Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Um, what is, what's your favorite one? Uh, well, it's it's hard for me to really pick a favorite. Now, now what I what I'm doing here, I'm putting him on the spot. But what I'm doing here now, Brad, is I'm saying, if you was gonna be going and living on an island, and you was ne- never gonna get back to civilization, and somebody said, "Now here, here's all the Saturday morning cartoons there is. You can only take one of them with you to live out the rest of your life." To only watch this one that you take. Probably Thundercats. Thundercats. That's one of the ones. Uh, that was one of the first. One of the first three episodes. Right of Raving Television Addict. Yeah. Before we changed the format. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by God did we do that. Yeah. We changed the format. Alright. Well. Go ahead and take take the wheel, man. Take us somewhere. What do you want to talk about? Nah, let me think here a second. Well, basically, I think that, uh, in a way, I hate to admit it, but I'm afraid, boys, it's probably the end times. Well, we hope it ain't. Well, but... well I hope it ain't, but you got to look at... Uh, Look in the Bible, Book of Revelations, there's there's four horsemen that ride, all right? You've got death, he's done in here. You've got pestilence, that's what we got going on right now. You look in the Bible, there's a verse which I've been trying to find it. I've seen it, somebody posted it, and I've not, not found it again. But it's talking about that locusts will come and lay, lay, your, lay the fields to rest and or waste. And if... if uh, if you uh, turn from from evil, and uh, let's see, I can't remember it right off. I can't remember what verse it was, but it said if you turn from evil, and, and and God will will make your land whole again. So I'm hoping that people that hear this podcast, I'm not saying that that I'm right with God. I'm trying my best. I've been praying so hard. I've been trying my best to get right with God. But I don't know if I'm right with God. But it also says, I think in the Bible, I don't know what book, maybe Revelations, it says, in those days, uh, men will see visions. So I don't know. If you believe like Jehovah's Witnesses believe, this is supposed to all pass, and there's supposed to be a thousand years, what they call the latter day reign where Jesus is supposed to come back and we all stay on this earth for a thousand years of happiness. No war, anything like that. Now, wouldn't that be a good thing if this brought all nations together and that there was no more war because we've all got our casualties? Everybody that's dying from this virus is a casualty. Innocent people dying it's a casualty. And for one thing, if it comes from bats, I hate I hate to say this, but I think they should shoot every damn bat that there is and kill it. That way it cannot happen again. 
I don't even know if that would be possible. Well, I think for one thing, uh, like I seen it, it was a meme. And I'm going to try to bring a little comedy in here. But but the meme said, this all started because Ling Ling wanted, wanted D to bat. <laughs> well. That's so wrong. Well, Chinese people, they eat some stuff that we don't eat. But also, if you look at Chinese people, they have to be eating right because uh, or doing something right because some of them live to be like 103, 104 years old. So they're doing something right that American people ain't doing. I think they just ain't. I just think they're not eating a lot of McDonald's. Probably not eating a lot of bologna and bullshit like that. Now, now stuff that they eat like rice, it's good. I love rice. Give, give it a little flavoring. Rice is good. Put you a little sugar in it. Um, they eat a lot of vegetables, but in our country, vegetables are so high we can't afford them. That's that's true. Like a tomato, for example, they was going for over three dollars a pound. You could buy one tomato, maybe, maybe or two tomatoes, and it'd be six dollars. Yeah, that's that's a that's a topic for a whole other podcast. Yeah, if we can, if we can just remember that whole other podcast is a thing. <laughs> Thing is, our casual talks on the phone are, are way more better. But we just don't record our phone conversations all the time. But we do have some pretty good phone conversations. Now, how is your neighbor handling all this? She's about, she's about like me. She's about like a nervous wreck, but she ain't handling it as bad as me. I mean, literally, when we went out today... She'd walked into the post office, and I was in the car, you know. I was sitting in the car, you know. I was nowhere out in the public, you know, where, where even though she walked in there, but my anxiety was so through the roof. My, my legs was shaking. My legs are shaking right now. I really do need nerve medicine. They they look down on people people all the time. Society does have people that get, get Xanax and, and – uh, all these other nerve medicines. But the thing is, some people really do need them and they can't get them. I've tried. Not that I want to become a drug addict, but because I really do need something in times like this to calm me down. Because little things bother me. When I get out in my car, I'm always worried about my car. And it's just, this right here, I know it's a lot for people to handle. Anybody, I mean, I just don't know how people are keeping it together. I guess joking and playing it off maybe helps, but I just can't do that. I have done my fair share of joking about it for sure. Yeah, I mean, when we when we first found out about it, he's like, "Ah, oh, it ain't nothing. That's over in China, you know. We 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 didn't think ever that something in China like that could reach our land, and 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 we have uh, seen now that it has. Now, how bad it ravages the United States is up to God and up to the people in control. We've got like fifteen days. If we stay home fifteen days and 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 just like self quarantine ourselves. So we don't have to, so we don't go around people. 
we could we could curb this so much that people just don't understand. Now we've got to think. We've got to survive at least at least fifteen months at least. We have got to survive. We've got to do what we've got to do. Because now, now that is that is the window that they've estimated about the vaccine or the cure coming through, right? Yeah, but now they did test the vaccine. They did start testing on a vaccine already. They uh, shot a woman up with it. Uh, I can't remember her name right off the bat, but thank God she stepped up and decided that I'm going to be a guinea pig so that I can save people. Not many people would do that. No, that's for sure. But she said she would be monitored like for 14 months and if it worked then then they might be able to do it there's still a lot of research the shame the thing about it is that scares me all right a lot of people have different allergies and if the coronavirus vaccine did come through they might take it and they end up dying from the vaccine that's what scares mm-hmm. me because i because i do have allergies and, and I am supposed to be allergic to penicillin, according to my mother. So that's that kind of scares me. Because I normally wouldn't take a flu shot. But I'm thinking about about to, about taking one, but I don't know. I don't know if that would help or if that would hurt. Um, have, you, uh, have you checked on your mom and dad? I've talked to my dad. I can't talk no sense into him. I got to try to call mom tomorrow. I haven't called her in a couple of days. I try to check on everybody as much as possible, but where I got a lot of friends and stuff that I want to check on, sometimes uh, it slips my mind. I try to check on you and you and Justin Perkins from uh, Talk Junkie every day. I try to check on a friend of mine named, named Delena who lives in Indiana where they're was an outbreak in actually her county. Um, I'd try to check on my neighbors and uh, just other people to see how they're doing. Uh, that's about all we can do in this time. Social distance, quarantine yourself, stay home. That's about all you can do. To some, this would be the perfect dream, you know, people not having to work and just stay home. But, you know, uh, a lot of people still out in it. You've been out in it. You, you can't avoid it. You just got to take precautions. And I hope and pray to the good Lord that you and none of your family catch it. And if you do, I hope you survive it. But with the precautions, and, and, if, and if people start doing what the governor of Kentucky, especially telling them, we can curb this. We can set an example. Uh, he in national media, I reckon uh, Andy Bashir has been uh, heralded as as the one who's taken the most action so far. So he's doing something. So that's something to be uh, be said. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now let me ask you. Um, you had told me that like your dad. Yeah, your dad. Your dad, before all this even came about, your dad liked to go out, go to Walmart, and sit there at the entrance. Yeah, he liked to go down to a local gas station there, Ramey's and Vico, and sit. Yeah, 
he just likes to talk to people. He likes to he likes to chat and just he he just likes to get out and mingle. Yeah. Now now you you had told me there that he's not slowed that down. No, he's not slowed that down. I told him I said if you have to get out. I said, go up to the boat dock and sit in the car or walk around around at the boat dock or something. I said, you can talk to people. I said, just try to stay within six to eight feet of them. I said, don't go in crowded places. I told him, I said, you're playing with fire. And I tried to explain it to him because I'm not saying my dad ain't a smart man. But in this situation, my dad is showing a lot of stupidity. And, uh, I tried to explain it to him. I said, say you're in Walmart. There's 15 people in there that don't know they have it, and they affect 15 other people. Then those 15 other people go home, they affect 15 other people. So on and so on and so on. That's why they want us to do what we're doing. Because if we don't do that and slow down the spread, the hospitals is going to be overwhelmed like in Italy. They was mm-hmm. they was having to choose who they who they tried to save and who they couldn't. It's a scary time, people. Just stay home. Yeah. Now, now, the thing about your dad is, like me and you, we could go to Walmart and we could walk into Walmart. We're going to come into contact with X amount of people while we're in Walmart, and then we're going to leave. Yep. Now. The difference between that and what your dad is doing is your dad is actually going and sitting in the hot zone. Now, he will come into contact with X amount of people, but he's going to be at Walmart longer than we would be. Yeah. And and where he's sitting there at the entrance, he's going to come in contact with way more people than we would if not everybody that comes to Walmart that day so he's look when when this is when this is published you really need to set him down and let him listen to this maybe this will help him you know he needs to cut back only go to Walmart when he has to otherwise if it, if it does if the virus does break out down there He's one of the likely candidates to get it. He he could end up being one of the deaths. Yeah, I keep a worry, worrying worrying about it. Now, granted, they ain't been no cases reported here, but that ain't to say that there ain't cases and they just ain't had the testing here. I don't know if they've got tests, so many tests in all counties or what. I don't even know where a feller could go, you know, other than the hospital in Perry County. Like, if you really did get sick where you could go, even, like, that's the thing. That uh, symptoms, the sad thing about this, and what's the scary part, is the symptoms mimic other things. See, I like, for example, my throat is doing like your, yours was doing from worry. I, my throat's kind of getting sore. I think it's pretty much worrying. My head feels a, like normal, you know, normal. I'm not having no breathing problems, but I do have that, 
you know, like hard swallowing problem, you know, like in my neck. Because you get that way when you get stressed with anxiety. Yeah. And, but you got to think. The main three uh, symptoms of it is hard to, is a, Hard to breathe and a fever, and I forgot the other one right off the bat. Hard to breathe and a fever and a cough, right? Yeah, and a cough and a cough. Well, you got to think if you smoke, you're gonna cough. You got to think if you got allergies, you're gonna cough. And I try to explain this to, to uh, my neighbor earlier. Um, I told her, I said, it's allergy season right now. She said, it can't be allergy season. Uh, the trees ain't bloomed out. But yes, it's allergy season. Because my allergies was acting up. I'm pretty sure it was allergies. Was acting up. And uh, my eyes have been watering and stuff. I've been sneezing some. So, yeah, allergies is acting up. That's the thing. This mimic stuff that you won't never see coming yeah well you know uh, a man gets something like a cough like a smoker's cough or like you said allergies and then if you're if you're already worked up about it you you go oh lord is that just a smoker's cough or is that do i got it yeah and another thing people don't know is you can feel hot like you got a fever to the touch and you can actually get a fever i think if you take it it's called uh I can't remember what they call it, but it's due from stress. You can run a fever from stress because you've got to think stress lowers your immune system. The best thing to do is try to not stress. It's easier said than done because I've tried it, and it's easier said than done. And the thing about the symptoms, like I said, it's it's like you don't know. It feels like, I'll tell you what it feels like to me. It feels like I'm on death row when I'm waiting for my number to be called. That's what it feels like to me. And that's a very scary feeling. But I'm trying to put my faith in God that he can calm me and control me. Because if I don't, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm going to be in the loony bin. And that ain't you need to. You need to. You need to take Take your own advice there, and you need to look. Just think, you're you're right as of right now. You're in the safest spot you could be in. Yeah, I'm in a safe spot, but but every time I go out, I'm always worried about if in the next fourteen days, if I'm going to come down with it or whatever. They say it normally takes two to fourteen days or something to show signs symptoms and I'm hoping if I do come down with it it's not going to be as bad as other people that's come down with it and died I mean I do have underlying health conditions I do have high blood pressure I do have where I'm a smoker probably less functioning lungs and I do have uh, kidney disease to some extent so if it kills my kidneys I'd have to be on dialysis the rest of my life if it if it killed some other vital organ, I'd just be dead. Now, from what I've heard, it does is that basically it destroys your lungs, and then it causes you to have a heart attack. 
is what I've heard, what I've read. That's what happened to a 47-year-old guy in uh, Italy, I believe. That's what happened. And that's a sad way to go. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's going to turn around. We're going to keep monitoring it. We're going to keep watching partly some of the news. We don't we don't want to watch it 24/7, but we got to tune in every once in a while to see what what they're trying to tell us. Well, as of uh as of 8:30 tonight, I believe uh it was reported on uh, I think WYMT that Steve Brashear said that the that the number of confirmed cases is 25 in Kentucky, which 25 considering uh, the time period that 25 could be 50 to 100 by the time we wake up. They the thing about it is is they don't got enough testing. They don't know who's got it, who's carrying it, who should be quarantined that's why they're telling everybody to stay home as much as they can because if you don't got it and you follow the precautions chances are you won't get it and if you do got it and you're at home then you're not going to be infecting like 15 20 other people or whatever yeah so i agree with that that's what should have been done from the start that should have been the first thing that they went to when they know they had outbreak that they should have contained it by telling everybody, okay, we shutting all this down. Now, if you look in the movies, that's what they would have done. They would have said, okay, we shutting all this down. Everybody, go home. Stay indoors. That's what they should have done from the get-go. But as you said, we had Trump playing it off as a hoax, and I'm praying for him. I'm praying for everybody. And together... Hopefully we can get through this. This has been the scariest time that probably me and you will ever face in our lives. Well, as far as Trump goes, I don't think he's referring to it as a hoax anymore. I think he's taking it a little bit more serious now. That's what I can see. And the thing that I think, they say his test came back negative. But how do we know they ain't hiding that from us? They wouldn't tell if he tested positive. They'd never tell it. Never. We'd never know. The only way, only way we'd know is if he died. Yep. Is if he died, or if he come down sick and he couldn't be be making these addresses and stuff. But I say with Trump, he's probably taking every precaution because he's got the money to do it. He's probably got a stockpile of anything he needs. He's probably got like like a big uh, fifty gallon barrel or keg of hand sanitizer. You're probably right. As uh, as old George used to say, he's in the club and we ain't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George who? Carlin. Oh yeah, yeah. George Carlin. I wonder what Carlin would be saying about this. Carlin would be talking about the fact that everybody's buying all the fucking toilet paper. I say he would be, and he'd be like, he's like, well, there's a pandemic going around. This pandemic is killing people. 
and people are worried more about keeping a clean ass than they are about keeping their hands clean. That's probably what he would say, and he'd be like, when society falls apart, the first thing people do is they grab all the shit paper. When they grab the shit paper, they decide they want to grab all the all the Lysol wipes. So I guess if they have a stinky asshole, they can wipe it with Lysol wipes. That's probably what George Carlin would say, Lord forgive me. <laughs> I got to ask you real quick before before I let you go. What's your favorite episode of Andy? Uh, I don't know. That's hard. I like the well, I like the loaded goat pretty good. Probably my favorite episode of Andy's probably The Darlings is coming. The Darlings is coming. That's when uh the Darlings first show up in town and He's filling his uh, radiator with water from the horse trough, and he tries to sneak his whole family into one hotel room. Andy catches him, so he's and so they go to this old band of building and try to try to stay the night, and then Andy ends up having to put them all in the jailhouse to keep them together. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And she's like, and old Charlene's like, Paul, can't I even look at the pretty man? <laughs> Yeah, that's probably my favorite. The Darlings is coming. That, that is a good, and I believe mine is probably. I'm still going to go with the Loaded Goat. Man, always stands out. Yeah, the one where the goat ate the dynamite. They thought he was going to blow up, so they was all worried about that. And then, then Andy and Barney had to lead him out of town by playing a harmonica. <laughs> yeah, it's always a classic. Listen, man, yeah. thanks for coming on again. Yeah. No, and, no uh, problem. We're gonna we're gonna do more updates. Everybody, just stay tuned, and and we're gonna do some more lighthearted stuff. We're gonna we're gonna get you back on here. We're gonna be talking some movies, and we're gonna be talking some more TV. The, the thing the thing that I want to do is I just want before we leave here, I just want to try to calm people down. I know you're scared. I'm scared. We're all scared. This is not to be taken lightly. Trust me. This this is not to be taken lightly. Everybody likes to talk about the movie The Purge and all that. Don't be doing that crap, people. Be good to your neighbor. You're not if you got no elderly person that needs a roll of toilet paper. If you don't want to get around this elderly person, just call this elderly person, say, uh, heard you need some toilet paper. I'll bring it and I and I'll set it there on your porch. You don't have to be around people, you know, to, like, talk to them. We have the internet and stuff for that. Just be careful. That's, that's all I'm saying. Be careful. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And that concludes that little chat I had with Brad. Listen, uh, before I go any further, I just want to, I want to do this. I think I forgot to do this on the other episode. I want to tell everybody about my buddy, Justin Perkins. He's got his podcast. It's called Talk Junkie. You got to go listen to it. He's got some uh, good informative stuff on there. Maybe a little bit different point of view than, than what I've got, but real good friend need to go check it out again that's talk junkie you can find it on any platform that you find mine on
So that brings us to the conclusion of this particular transmission, Brad's Revenge. Now, at the end of the day, we hope that Brad does have his revenge on the coronavirus. And Brad's not the only one. There's a lot of people praying for a lot of people right now. People that don't normally pray are praying. But we need to think about the alternative. We need to think about what if prayer don't work? What if all the prayers that people are praying are unanswered? A wise man recently told me Maybe the coronavirus isn't the virus at all. Maybe the world is the host. Maybe we are the virus and the coronavirus itself is the cure. We've damaged this earth for years and years and years now there's all there's scientists out there that'll tell us how the dinosaurs died I don't think the dinosaurs was driving cars I don't think the dinosaurs was taking cruise ships out on the ocean just, you know, for fun. I don't think the dinosaurs were raping the land near as much as what humans has. Now, if you've heard me before, you've heard me suggest that we're just an experiment. Aliens are studying our behavior. Maybe they were studying dinosaurs. Found out all they needed to know. Scrapped it. Started observing us. Maybe our time is near the end. Maybe they've learned everything about us. Maybe their conclusion is these fucking people have too much they're eat up with greed there's hardly any good ones almost all of them are corrupt all they seek is fame and power and they don't give a fuck about the earth they're killing their self anyway we might as well just scrap this and start something else Do I think that's really the case? Who knows? For all I know, it's just as likely as what Brad and so many others believe. I'm not trying to dog anybody. 
that puts their faith in religion to each their own. But for me, I'll always go back to, well, if there is a God, how could he possibly let this happen? How could he possibly let half the shit happen that happens? Not just the coronavirus. What about war? What about other disease? What about people who get killed in car accidents? What about people who get cancer? What about people who commit mass shootings? and kill people by the dozens in one whack. Why does he let all this happen? Maybe the coronavirus is God's way of teaching us a lesson. Something to think about. Something to think about. Of course, you're now listening to this and you probably know exactly what happened.